are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I thought on yesterday, and a little bit of thinking about that on the way over here, what time I could think on the airplane. But what I might preach, if I was asked to preach on Wednesday night, what I might share with you. And I couldn't get away from the thought of heaven. And I want to speak to you a little bit on that tonight. If that would be all right, we'd just talk about heaven. You can't, do, you can't go wrong when you talk about that subject. And when you read about it and you know it's really real. There's so many... Uh, so much of this world that don't even believe the Bible, and of course, if they don't believe that, they, they can't believe there is a heaven. But I believe there is one. And I believe heaven is real. I believe it's as real as San Jose, but better. And I want to take your Bibles and turn with me, and we'll read a few verses here in Revelation in chapter 21, and I'll share a lot of scripture with you tonight. And I think that's the best. A preacher is the scripture. And when I read and you read with me in Revelation chapter 21, here's what John said. He said, I saw it. I saw it. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more seen. I don't get all excited about this heaven passing away. I'll share some things with you about that. And I, John, saw, I saw it, the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. Heaven, heaven, heaven. And the Bible just talks a lot about heaven. There are many opinions that people have had about this place the Bible calls heaven. Some say it's just a state of mind. Well, if it is, don't wake me up. They say it's just the joy of being in union with God. But we know it's more than that. Some say it's just the sickly sentimentality of a shallow mind. Well, if I've got a shallow mind, don't brighten me. Don't wake me up. Don't show me anything else. But it takes more than opinions to determine the truth of any matter. And so when I go to the Bible, there I can find the truth about it unquestionably about it. The question is often asked, is heaven the place 
is a city? Uh, is it really real? Is there a, a real place up there somewhere that we go to and can live in when we die? We hear preaching about it. Poems are written about it. Songs are sung about it. Pictures are painted about it. But is it real? Yes. I'm here to tell you, it is real. It's real according to just what I read right here in these three verses. Tells us that there is a place called heaven. And there is a city that's coming down out of heaven. There's a city there. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, when you study your Bible, you'll notice that in the universe, in God's great universe, there are three places that God calls heaven. Not the eternal one that we're going to live in, but there are three places that is called heaven. When you look in Genesis in chapter 1, you see there is a place where we can live and where the fishes are in the sea and the animals are on the land. And as high as the birds can fly is a portion of the universe that God calls heaven. For the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 and Verse 7 and 8, And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which is above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. Above the place where the birds can fly, but no higher. On above that, where the sun is and the moon shines and the sun shines and the stars twinkle, is another area of the universe that God calls heaven. And when you read in the book of Isaiah in chapter 14, it is there we read about what God is saying to Lucifer and reading of why Lucifer was cast out of the place called heaven. Notice I read with you in Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cast down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. There is a place called heaven where the sun shines and where the moon is and the stars, and I will sit upon the mount of the congregations in the sides of the north. I will go above the stars, he said, the stars of God. 
And I will go up into that place where God is above his throne. And where is his throne? Is in that third heaven. He said, I will be like the most high God. There is a, you could say, where the birds fly is the first. You could say where the moon and the sun and the stars are is the second. And if you read the Bible, you'll also find in Job chapter 26, you'll find there is a third heaven, and that's what the Apostle Paul called it, the third heaven, but Job 26, 7, it says here, He, that's God, stretcheth out the north over the empty place and hangeth the earth upon nothing. He stretched, when he stretched everything out, stretched the universe with the stars and the moon and with his word, so it was. And because it was put there by his word, It'll stay there until he changes his word. Man can't change it. But those who have gone into space and the astronomers who have looked as far as they can in space will all tell you the truth that in the north there is a great, great empty place. We believe by studying the Bible, that's the place where God's throne is. Paul, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians in chapter 12 and verse 2, after being taken outside of the city and being beaten and left for dead, and he couldn't really tell, he says here, exactly whether he was still in the body or out of the body, but This is what he said. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago. Whether in the body I cannot tell or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth such a one caught up to the third heaven. Amen. I'm here to tell you tonight, there is a God. He has a throne. And the astronomers... And space walkers can't get there. But thank God, one of these days, you and I can walk there. Hey, they can brag about walking on the moon. I've got news for them, honey. I'm going to walk on something higher than the moon. I'm going by the moon. The Bible says in Psalms, 48, and verse 1 and 2. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of His holiness. Beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north the city of the great king. 
We used to sing that as a little chorus. That's one of the choruses we sang in our church. We like to use that as a chorus and sing Isaiah 48. There in the north is the king and the city of the king. The disciples watched Jesus when you read in Acts chapter 1 and verse 10. They stood and watched him go up. And he went all the way up. He sat down at the right hand of the Father. He's still sitting at the right hand of the Father. And will stay there. And thank God when he went there and sat down at the right hand of the Father, I'm, I'm glad he left the door open so you and I could get in and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. You need a little something tonight. If you're saved, thank God the door's open. He was the door to salvation, but brother, he's the door to new grace when you need it. He has the door open, the door of grace, I call it. He is the door to salvation and the door of salvation, but thank God for me, there is a door of grace, and when I need some help and I can't get it or find it and nobody else can provide it for what I need, thank God I know I can go there and find what I need. Know that he's able to do that. Revelation. Chapter 1, and in verse 10, you'll want to read about that. There he would prepare when he got ready to leave. He said, when I go, I'll, I go to my father and I'll prepare a place for you. Lo, he said, I'll prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, a place for you. Amen. I'm glad just Christians are not so you don't have any wings anyhow. But thank God we'll have a place, the Bible says. Heaven is a real place with a real city that's already built. If man can put a space station up there, it's no problem for God to put a city up there. If man with ingenuity can put a space station there and go up and work on it and prepare on it like they did just recently, it's no problem for God to have already a city up there. And it's there just because men haven't seen it yet. It's there. And I'm here to tell you that there won't be no repairs being made on it. He doesn't need any repairs made on it. It's a city. It has real dwelling places. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. So evidently there's a place for every child of God there. It's a real place with a real street. The Bible doesn't talk about streets in heaven. The Bible talks about the street 
of heaven. We sing about the streets, but the Bible says in the book of the Revelation, chapter 21 and verse 21, and the 12 gates were 12 pearls, and every several gate was one pearl, and the street, the street of the city. Why didn't he say streets? Well, ask him when you get there. I'm glad he just said street. A gold street. I like the idea that just one street because that means everybody lives on Main Street. Amen. Nobody lives in the back. Everybody's on Main Street. Everybody's on the gold street. Abraham, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews in chapter 8 and through verse 10, it says there in some of those verses that he looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing where he went, but it was okay if God told him to go. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Heaven's a real place where books are kept. Where books are kept. And one such book it's the Lamb's book. Amen. I'm glad that book's there. It's the Lamb's book of life. For the Bible says in Revelation 21 and verse 27, And there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth neither whatsoever, whosoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. In Luke chapter 10 and in verse 20 it says, Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written, written in heaven. I'm glad there's no erasers up there. Brother, when it's put, when it's put in there, it's there forever. You can't lose it. You can't get it out. Thank God for it. Heaven is a place where ones who have gone before wait to greet us who are saved. My wife happened to be with her mother. She was in her early 80s when she died. And uh, just in her deathbed. She had a sweet walk of the Lord going out to meet the Savior. And at death, she was standing there, and my wife was standing there by the bedside. And My wife's name is Annel. She goes by Nell, but her name is Annel. And Granny said to Annel, said, uh, Annel, you see him? 
Nell said she lifted up her little old finger, pointed like that, eyes wide open. Said, you see him? Says, there he is. He's right there, Annell. He's right there. Oh, oh, she said, and there's, and she began to name some names. You said, oh, that's just hallucinations. You try to convince her it was. Talk to her about it when you get there. You want to be sure you get there. <laughs> My son Danny, the older son, he's 50 now, 51. He had his first heart attack when he was 31 years of age. He went into cardiac arrest. Three times a year later, he went into cardiac arrest again. The first time, he said, Dad, when I went out and they had to bring me back, he said when they brought me back, he said, I looked at him. I didn't know what they did, but they did that big shock treatment on him. But he said, I was gone. They said, you were gone. We brought you back. And this is what Danny said to me. He said, Dad, I wish they hadn't have brought me back. My son said, Dad, I don't, know, I don't know how to explain it exactly. But he said it was such a state of ecstasy. He said, it seems like I was making my way. He said, it was the most beautiful experience I think you could ever have in life. It, it, it was such a peace. It's so beautiful. He said, I didn't want to come back. And he often talks about that. A year later, he went into cardiac arrest again. Brought him back. He's been faithful to the Lord. He teaches soul winning in the church. He leads the soul winning department. Heaven is a real place. It's a real place where books are open. It's a real place where people wait for us. It's a real place where treasures can be laid up in. According to the Bible, when I read in the book of Luke, I believe it is Luke chapter 6 and verse 19 and 20, the Lord Jesus said this about heaven, lay not up for yourselves treasures on upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, but where th and thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. So there's a real place where you can lay up treasures for. Where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt. And where thieves do not break through and they don't steal. You want to lay up something in heaven, thank God. Leave it all here, whatever you got, you're going to leave it anyway. Heaven is a place not only where books are and kept and where treasures can be laid up. But heaven is a place where court is held. Court is held in heaven. 
I might pause just to say as I thought about the supreme courts of our land and the supreme judges. I, I want to go tell them, y'all ought to be more careful about the decisions you make about humanity. Because there's a higher court. You, you, you are not, you, you say you're the supreme court, but you're the supreme judge. But I got news for you, there's a higher judge than you. Amen. I, I'd hate to be a supreme court judge and make the decisions about humanity, especially a Roe versus Wade. I'd hate to be a supreme court, well, I better get off of that. But it's a place where court is held. You and I have got to go to court. Because we've got to stand before a judge. Every saved believer is going to have to stand before the judge. At the Bema. The Bible says that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10, for we must all, all, appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done whether it's good or bad so everybody's got to be there you can't avoid the judgment seat of Christ somehow everybody gets the idea boy I can hardly wait man the trumpet sounds and I'm going to go up man Sit down at the marriage supper at 11. No, you ain't going to the marriage supper right now. You're going to the judgment seat. That comes later. But every one of us, and we want to expand upon that, but there is a judgment seat, a place where you and I have got to answer for what we've been and what we've done in this life and what we are doing for Jesus Christ. There is another judgment seat where court is held, and that's in Revelation chapter 20 and verses 1 through 2. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God in the books. Those books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. If you're unsaved and you die that way, then you'll stand at the white throne judgment and you won't hear any good news. Those who stand at the judgment seat of the Lord Jesus Christ are all going to remain in heaven with the Lord. But I don't want to get in just so by fire. I want to at least have laid up something Do we go to heaven at death? I just hasten to say that everyone who dies is conscious, is a soul conscious somewhere out there in eternity. In the presence of the Lord, Job said in 14, in verse 10, But man dieth and wasteth away. Yea, man giveth up the ghost. And where is he? 
And if a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time, will I wait till my change come? Second Corinthians said in 5 and verse 8, We are confident, and I say, willing rather to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. Everyone who dies is out there in eternity with consciousness, lost or saved, or out there. Yes, we'll be know. Will we know each other? Where we go when we die. Moses and Elijah was with Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration. They could be known, they could be seen, and they could speak. Moses talked about building tabernacles. They heard the Lord Jesus speak. The lost in death are in the darkness of eternity without God. Forever and ever and ever. Bible story, I won't take time to read it. But there's some things about that story recorded in Luke chapter 16 in verses 19 through 26 where the beggar died whose name was Lazarus. The beggar named Lazarus which was laid at the gate full of sores and desiring to be fed into the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Lazarus died and it came to pass the beggar died. The beggar died. The name was carried into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Now notice what he said in verse 23. The beggar who died lost and in hell he lift up his eyes being in torments seeing, seeing Abraham in Lazarus' bosom feeling what he was going through voice to cry about that and he cried and said the lost are out there somewhere the rich man in torment and Lazarus in comfort death is the door to another world thank God it can be the door to a good world Amen. not to darkness the Bible says in Revelation 3.20 Jesus I know speaking to the church but makes the implication that he's also speaking to a man for he uses that term behold I stand at the door and knock if any man hear my voice and open the door I will come into him and we'll sup with him and he with me I want you to know tonight if you're unsaved and you die that way then you're headed for hell you're headed for eternity without God but the door Jesus stands at the door he is the door of salvation he this night is using this service and this time and this message to knock at your door. And if you open your heart's door and invite him to come in, he will come in. Aren't you glad for the day you opened the door? Mark Twain said, you take heaven, I'd rather have Bermuda. When he died, I guarantee you he didn't get Bermuda. I'll leave you with this. Shall we know each other in heaven? The rich man in hell saw Abraham, according to Luke 16, and knew him. Knew who he was. And begged him for help. The rich man in hell saw him. 
Moses and Elijah looked upon the Lord Jesus Christ in the Mount of Transfiguration. We will see and know Jesus according to 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. Behold now are we the sons of God and it doth not yet appear what we shall be but we know that when he shall appear we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Then that great chapter in 1 Corinthians which talks about we as we have borne the image of the earthly so shall we bear the image of the heavenly. Behold I show you a mystery we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. You can't measure a twinkle, I don't think. But there's coming a good day. Boy, there's a good day waiting, the child of God. Boy, when the trumpet sounds and we're swept away. But all oh, those that might be left behind. Then later after the judgment seat, we'll sit down, the Bible says... Will we know each other in heaven? Well, the Bible says we'll sit down at the marriage supper of the Lamb and sit down at the table. He said with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. So there must be some real seats there that we'll be sitting in. I pause to say this. While you could be so happy about the fact that you've got a reserved You know you got a place at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Amen. But who's going to be there and have a seat? Who are you going to bring to the marriage supper? Who will be there because of you? Maybe it's that soldier I led to Christ on the airplane recently. Maybe it was the, well, I won't go into all of that, but maybe somebody out there because of you. So while we rejoice that we've got a place, let us bring somebody with us. Reach somebody else. We'll sit down at the marriage supper. The doubter will say, but all this stuff that you've been, all this that you begin, I take back the word stuff. All this that you've been given us is just stuff out, just out of the Bible. Just this Bible verses. And these Bible things. That's all you've been given. Well, that's the best I could give you. It's the book that talks about heaven. It's the book that talks about all of the things that are important after you leave this life. Hey, this is the surest word you could ever get about things about life after death. Anything besides this is just men's ideas and the world's philosophies about things. But the real truth is, is right here. Yeah, you say, oh, you're just reading us what's in this book. Well, yeah, I've got you to tell you this, honey. This book has stood every test you put it to. I don't care who's tried or who's went at it. It stood the test. The scientists, the astronomer, it doesn't make any difference. They can't find any errors in this book. So believe the Bible. This book, these words, and also the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ.
The very fact that he's alive. The very fact that he has risen. And said, they said we have seen and we have handled that word, that living word. We have seen and handled the word of life. Hey, I want you to know Jesus is alive tonight. He's living right now. He's not the imagination of a sickly mind. He's the reality of the love of God. He died on Calvary for you. You can be saved tonight. You can be saved for the Lord Jesus Christ loves you tonight. You've got this Bible. You've got a living Savior tonight. How do I know He's alive? Man, He's been answering prayer. I put this down some time ago. I'll just leave it with you as we close. I read this about astronomers. I don't know all about it. I'm just reading what they printed. They agree a great empty place in the north in the nebula of the constellation of Orion. Heaven, a great cavern so great Three times the diameter of Earth's orbit, you could put three of our solar systems and with a sun in the middle of each of them. God's big. He's even bigger than we know He is. It hadn't been revealed yet how big He really is. But he's big enough for me. Big enough for me. Heaven is a real place where you can go to. He has built a city there. Loved ones can wait for you there. Treasures can be laid up there. You can bring somebody there too if you'd witness to them. You'll stand with your heads bowed and your eyes closed tonight so that I might ask some questions. How could I preach on heaven or talk about heaven and not ask the question, is somebody here upstairs who say, Preacher, I, if I had to die right now, I couldn't honestly tell you I'd go to heaven. But I'd like to know that I'm going. And could go. Would you raise your hand and let me pray for you tonight? Would you do that? Upstairs, I don't see anybody. Lights maybe be in my eyes. How about downstairs? You're here tonight. Yes, there's a place other than just the darkness of eternity for you. Yes, there is life after death. Pray for me tonight. Would you do that? I don't see a hand. But maybe there is a life tonight that doesn't want to get in just so as by fire. You want something in your hand. You want some treasure you've laid up there, not to enjoy yourself, but to lay at his feet. You haven't led one Christ, one to Christ, but you'll ask the Lord for a soul tonight. And maybe you're not ready to 
stand at the judgment and the books are open. You'll come tonight. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org.